This coming week is, is finals week, which means our students here, by and large, are miserable and suffering and overwhelmed and angry. And it's easy in moments like this to get upset, to feel that pressure. And we also know in these moments, it's also the, the, the old adage, misery love co- loves company is true, right? And how easy is it for, for when you're talking about your own struggles, I've got this paper to write and this final to take, and someone else is like, well, if you think you've got it bad, I've got it even worse. We love that in a sense. It's kind of like you know, poking at a scab or something like that. We just, in those times of difficulty, it's really easy to focus on the negative, to concentrate on what is terrible. And this isn't just unique to finals week or something along those lines. We can look at the world around us, our own sinfulness, and we can very easily stay focused on those things, those things that divide us, those things that mark me as wrong, or the the wrong that I've done, or the wrong that others do. And we can be transfixed by that, and it can kill and slowly crush our spirit. We start to see everything through that negative, through that critical lens of division, of acrimony, of hatred, of pain, of suffering. Outside of the Blessed Virgin Mary, There is no one ever born of a woman who has conformed his life more to the truth than St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist in the womb felt the presence of our Lord and leaped for joy. St. John the Baptist conformed his entire life to being the forerunner of the Messiah, of calling people to repentance, of getting them to recognize the need in their own lives for conversion. Jesus so much even sings his praises in the gospel. Among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. And at this point in the story of the gospel of Matthew, we have just come out of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus, his presence, his messianic truth, his healing, his ability to set people free has been made clear. John the Baptist has been unjustly imprisoned and, as we know, was put to death because Herod made a promise. And there's no one who would have been more righteous in his own complaining about the truth of the matter than John the Baptist. But in that moment, in that time, when he is suffering, when he is struggling, when it is difficult, what does he do? He tells those who have been following him to go to Jesus. And when they go to Jesus, what does Jesus say to them? Does he say, yes, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It is easy. Come and follow me. I am God incarnate. No, he says to them, tell John what you hear and see. Because Jesus doesn't want us to follow out of some sort of necessity or compunction. He wants us to follow because who he is is true. And he wants us, like John the Baptist, to conform our lives to that truth. In moments of real difficulty, brothers and sisters, our gospel gives us a very beautiful pattern for our life. One, the image of St. John the Baptist. Turn your heart 
and turn the hearts and the minds and the eyes of the people around you toward Jesus. And the second thing is this, what Jesus tells us. Tell John what you hear and see. Tell the world, brothers and sisters, what you have seen and heard. Tell them what you've experienced in Christ Jesus. Instead of focusing on all that is wrong, focus on the miracle of your baptism and on the great news and gift that comes from the sacrament of confession. That no matter what you have done when you've gone to confession, Jesus has wiped away your sins. He has given you new life repeatedly. Every time you come to Mass, you know, when Jesus in the gospel says, did you go out into the desert to see something crazy or something, you know, normal? No, you went out there because you expected to see this guy dressed in a loincloth, eating locusts and honey and preaching a difficult message. When you come to the Eucharist, when you come to Mass, God becomes present on the altar. Tell what you hear and see. Share that good news. And friends, when you do this, when you turn your hearts toward the Lord, when you bring others to him like John the Baptist, and when you recognize the glory of his love for you, the miracles he works in your life and in your friends and in your family, everything changes. Yesterday was Father Justice's 90th birthday. Thanks be to God for that. Come downstairs after Mass. We'll have cake and celebrate some more. He loves cake, so we've had lots of cake. But I want us to just stop for a moment. Those He's still here in confessions right now, God bless him. This is a man who has given his entire life to Jesus. He's also, of anyone in here who has followed Jesus, suffered the most for it. I've lived with him for almost four years. He's complained about, some, about things in the house, but he's never complained about following Jesus. He always turns his heart toward the Lord. When he was living in the north of Nigeria, he had nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. They were incredibly poor. They were also living in an area which is now dominated by Muslim radicals who are killing Christians. That's where he was for 20 years, doing what? Sharing the good news of Jesus Christ risen from the dead to people who had never heard it. He spent his entire life turning his heart to Jesus and of sharing that good news. And here he is in the end of his life, living this beautiful long life, still doing that through his witness. And it's a simple witness. And it's possible for all of us. We can have that life. We can have that in front of us. But we have to, as St. James says, to be patient. I don't know what Father Justice was like 60 years ago, but I know him today. And I know that he's been patient with the Lord and with himself. He's kept his eyes and his heart fixed on Jesus. And he always turns us to Jesus. Last night we were having dinner and Father Reginald said to him, Father Justice, in your many years of life and priesthood, what has brought you the greatest joy? And he says, well, it's great to be able to tell people I love you, but it's even better as a priest to say I absolve you. Wow. What a gift. What a blessing, what a witness for us. But this is possible for all of us. This isn't some esoteric thing. In this moment, in this time, unique and short as it is, students, by Friday you'll be free. You have a choice. 
to give your heart to the Lord. To go to Him. And then to share with others what you see and hear. Our community here at St. Paul's and on campus would be a better place if we all did that simple witness. Instead of complaining, instead of focusing on the negative, to go to Jesus, to experience and to watch and to see what he does, and to share that with others. What a great joy and a great gift that is. Today in the church we celebrate Gaudete Sunday. That word in Latin means rejoice. It's an imperative. It's not rejoice as in a noun, but it's rejoice as in go, do, rejoice. And that comes when we go to Jesus. And when we see and hear, or when we share with others what we see and hear. Because God has come to save us.